Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Amen. 
talks, he goes on and talks about the danger of these types of men making inroads into those who have weak minds, if you will. Amen. I want you to understand something. Uh, if you are susceptible to this sort of thing, then, then you need to do a little bit of examining of your spiritual constitution. Amen. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, uh, led away with divers lusts, uh, ever learning and never coming to able to come to the knowledge of truth. And I want you to understand something here. Amen. The Bible says they lead away silly women. Amen. If you follow after these, you don't this sort of thing, you don't have to be a woman to be a silly woman. If you're dumb enough to follow after these jokers, amen, and you're a man, you're a silly woman. Amen. Amen. I've known some mighty male-looking silly women in my day. And they're as dumb as a box of rocks and follow everything that comes along. Amen. I've said this before. You don't have to read everything and listen to everything you see on the internet. Because those jokers out there are looking for silly women of both genders. They're all 58 genders, I guess, nowadays. <laughs> no, I'm just joking there. Amen. But, uh, but you don't have to read and listen to everything you see on the internet. And so we see that have ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And then there's the danger of resistance to the truth that arise up. Now as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Amen. And there's pressures and persecutions that will come against the church and the saints of God. Now I want you to understand, this is talking about the last days. It says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own self. On and on and on. There are those that will lead silly women astray. There are those uh, that will resist uh, the truth. Uh, and then it says this, uh, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus uh, shall suffer uh, persecution. Shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, when we read scriptures like this, and, and we, we look at these, and we take them without adding the contextual power of the rest of the scripture, amen, we look at these things, and, and our response would be, uh, how are we going to deal with this? Uh, and maybe what we should do is crawl into a hole, pull it in over us, and hide out to, until Jesus comes. Amen. Find that secure hiding hole. Amen. And sing the song. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Amen. Amen. A lot of people just want to hold the fort. Amen. Amen. The, the, it's, it's interesting. Now, over the years, I'm going to talk about this for a few minutes, there have been people that have come along and they have predicted the coming of the Lord. And they've said the Lord will come at this time or the Lord will come at, at that time. And they've, they've done all kinds of computations and figured everything out. It's interesting the reaction of people 
that follow them and how um, they are seduced into this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you all right now, it is foolish to try to predict the coming of the Lord. Jesus said this, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of in, in heaven, of heaven, but my Father only. Watch therefore, for you know neither um, the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man come. Amen. And, and you find these people who decide that they have figured out exactly when the Lord is coming. And, and, and when you see that, you see in their followers an example of what happens when people do this sort of thing. And they begin to, they begin to hide and they begin to do whatever they can do to try to prepare themselves for the coming of the Lord. I believe in preparing yourself for the coming of the Lord. Amen. But the way they do it, I, I, I think is somewhat silly. I remember a few years ago, uh, how many of you remember Y2K? There's a few of you that are old enough to remember Y2K. Amen. I remember Y2K. Y2K was, was silly. Most of young people don't know what Y2K is. Y2K was whenever the turnover from December the 31st, December 31st? December 30th. How many, how many days are there? 31st to January the 1st on the year 2000. And, and people said that the computers which run the world were not set up to switch over. And so that when we went over to that, everything was going to shut down. The whole world was going to shut down. And, uh, and, and people got panicky. <clears throat> Those of you that are old enough to have been an adult in the country, don't be panicky. Did you buy extra food? Oh, yeah, I did. I went and got some water from a bottle, but we needed some water. So, <laughs> amen. And, and folks just went, they were, they were, they were ready to head uh, for the hills. And, uh, but when you, when you begin to, when people begin to predict the day and the time of the coming of, law, of the Lord, they are trafficking in foolishness and playing footsie with false prophecy when they do that. And they open themselves up to ridicule by doing so. Amen. I'm going to tell you all something. We can see the day approaching. Amen. We can know that it's near even at the door, if you will. Amen. And the Bible says, yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not carry. And we can look and see the signs of the coming of the Lord. And know that Jesus is coming. And know that we live in the, in the end of days. Amen. But no man knoweth the day or the hour. Amen. Jesus is going to come when Jesus is going to come. Amen. And, and I believe that most people are going to be somewhat or, or, or quite surprised. Amen. By the coming of the Lord. Amen. We can look at the signs and see that. But whenever we try to get it down to a date and a time. I've lived long enough to see enough people who do that kind of stuff. And it's just sheer foolishness. Amen. Right. I'm going somewhere with this. 
Amen. I was I was reading through some stuff yesterday while I was studying. And, uh, and and just about people that have made these kind of predictions. And that, that it was kind of interesting. And, 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 and when I read them, I thought, is it right to kind of make fun of these people? Well, if you're stupid and you do really play really stupid games, you get really stupid prizes. And, uh, and that's basically what's happened with these people. And, and I'm not just making fun. It's just some of it was absolutely funny. You know, one guy way back, maybe way back in 1500, he figured all this stuff out and figured there was going to be a great flood. Now, he didn't do it toward the, the coming of the Lord, but he figured there was going to be this great flood and it would cover the whole world. He sent hundreds of pamphlets on this coming flood and there, were, there was a huge panic. Count von Igelheim, a German nobleman, went so far as to build a three-story ark. He had the day and the time was going to be February 25th, 1524. It's sprinkled on that day. One of the best ones I read about was a domesticated hen in Leeds, England, was laying eggs inscribed with the words, Christ is coming. And thousands of people would come to see that that hen. Ladies, eggs. After a while, they found that the guy that had the hint was getting the chicken's eggs, taking a corrosive ink, writing crisis coming, and then sticking back in the chicken. Oh. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it just... But people fall for it. People fall for it. It's like these, these pictures of a weeping virgin or statues of a weeping virgin that you see, the Virgin Mary that you see. That, that, where was the place? Not a, something years ago where there was a statue of a Virgin Mary in a Catholic church that was weeping and millions of people would go there and say they would be healed by that. I had a comic book. In fact, I just bought it not too long ago. It's called Tutsu. And in that, they were making fun of that and they showed this guy's church, and this, this guy had a church, and he had a velvet picture of Elvis in the vestibule. And they said they would snarl, you know, like Elvis would snarl his lip, and so people would come. It was a joke, but they were making a joke on this kind of stuff. And so, they, all of this stuff sort of come. Henry Miller began preaching to the end of the world, and the second coming was in 1843. He got as many as 100,000 people, amen, that figured they would be carried off to heaven at that time. And when it didn't happen, it was tremendously disappointing to these people. Hong Ming Shen, who was a Taiwanese leader, uh, had a church called True Way, uh, had blended elements of Christianity and Buddhism and UFO conspiracy theories and Taiwanese small group folk religion. He preached that God would appear on U.S. television channel 18 on March the 25th, 1988, to announce that he would descend to earth in the following week in a physical form uh, identical to Chin, the guy who was preaching that. It didn't happen, so the following year he prophesied that millions of devil spirits together with mass athletics would result in a mass extinction of the human population and followers would be spared by buying their way aboard spaceships disguised as clouds and to rescue them. And people fell for it. The one that I remember was 1988. That's the Wizard Hunt. 
He put out a book. There was 88 reasons why the Lord is coming in 1988. You remember that one? 88 reasons why the Lord is coming in 1988. People fell for it. Yeah, believe it. It was, um, I've got it here. Sometime between September 11th and September 13th, the Lord was going to come in 1988. I, I have the book. I read it. And to be honest with you, his computations were off. But some of the Bible studies were great. Because he talked about the Jewish wedding tradition. And he had great stuff in that He just was trying to do something the Bible said you can't do. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and he was as sure as, the, uh, as there was a queen in England that, that the Lord was going to be coming. And I knew people. Amen. Who all gathered together and churches on those days waiting for the Lord to come. He sold millions and millions and millions of those books. And people were so worried. They got rid of belongings. They expected the Lord to come. And the Lord didn't come. You know why? Because you don't know the day or the hour. He wrote another book. 89 reasons. I'm not joking. Why the Lord is coming in 1989. It did not sell many copies. And I, and I, I kind of feel sorry for these doves. Because they really, not all of them, you know. Some of them have got a scam going. But they really, most of them really do believe it. And then they find themselves looking like a total idiot. But the people that look even more like total idiots are the folks that follow these jokers. Amen. And, uh, and, and I, 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 can, I can look at things like that. I like this guy. Um, he, I like his name. H. Flake Braswell. Because the name, uh, he started the True Light Church of Christ. And... Uh, he, he decided that the second coming, when they interviewed this guy, he said, I believe, this was back in 1970, I believe, this is in, I think, December of 1970, he said, I believe the Lord is coming Monday. I believe he's going to come Monday. And I would imagine it was probably because if he did it on Sunday, folks wouldn't pay their tithes on Sunday. And, but if he did it on Monday, they'd pay their tithes. So I don't know. I'm just talking. His name was Flake, so it really went well. And all these people quit their jobs, and they quit their stuff, and they sold their businesses, and the Lord didn't come on Monday. There was a guy in Tucson a few years ago that, uh, this was back in the 70s, did the same thing. He, he said, the Lord was going to come on such and such a day, and all of his people sold their houses and gave their money to the church. And when the Lord didn't come, they were out of luck. Conveniently so. Maybe it was the Lord told the pastor not to sell his house and his stuff. So the pastor who told them all this stuff still had his house and still had all his goods. But everybody else sold them all stuff and gave it back to the church. I doubt that there were returns. I suspect the return policy was not in effect for that deal. Amen. I told somebody yesterday, I said, I told Brother Joel or somebody, when I was, when we were young, uh, um, my wife and I were, were just married. I got this terrible blood clot in my leg. 
I spent time in the hospital for, for about 11 days in the hospital. I came close to dying here. I was 27 years old, and I was all messed up. I told Brother Joel, I said, it's a good thing that there wasn't a return policy. Because my wife probably wouldn't try to get her money back on that one. Because I was defective. And so, <laughs> Amazon, how many days we got to get it back? <laughs> Amen. So, all of this stuff. David Koresh barricaded himself in his compound. And his followers in the compound in Waco expecting the apocalypse to start there. It did, sort of, for them. Amen. Some of you might remember... The, the Waco deal, amen, and, and on and on and on, just so many silly, silly things, and when I told the story of the friend of, a friend of ours that we knew for many years, he even used to go to church, uh, at my dad's church in Clovis, California, amen, and how did they, had, they had got stuff following up and mixed up with this guy, and, and this guy had this prophetess come to preach, uh, uh, you gotta watch out for these prophetesses. And I'll tell you what, this prophetess came over and she started prophesying and she prophesied if they would sell all their homes and all their goods, amen, give it to the church, amen, and, and, and charter a bus to Bangor, Maine. They were in Fresno, a, a bus to Bangor, Maine that they would drive to Bangor, Maine and St. Peter would come across the ocean and meet them in Bangor, Maine and take them across the ocean to see Jesus, to meet Jesus. Jesus would take them home to heaven. So they sold all their goods. The Frenches, this was the family we knew. Uh, uh, um, Bob and Marguerite French. They sold all their goods. They sold the house. They sold everything. They gave all the money to the pastor and, and, and the prophetess. And they got a bus and they went to Finger, Maine. And they got there and they decided they needed to get a place. So they rented a big house on the beach in Bangor, Maine to wait for the uh, for the uh, for Gene Peter to come and get them. And Peter was delayed somewhere between there and Jerusalem. And uh, he kept he, he didn't show up for a while. And they started fighting, they started feuding. There was all these people, and Peter still didn't show up. The 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 Imagine the goal of the guy not to show up like he was supposed to. Amen. And, uh, and, and so he still didn't show up. And the preacher and the prophetess took all the money and ran off together. And left them to find their own way back to Fresno. How silly. How is the end time church supposed to act? In the face of the end time. Like a bunch of fools? Like a bunch of idiots? Amen? No, let me let me tell you, show you some things. The Bible says this. But evil men and seducers, 2 Timothy 3 and 13, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Oh God, what are we going to do? Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But it goes on this way. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assuring. Amen. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Yes, there's going to be a lot of things that come upon the earth. 
Yes, there's going to be a lot of things that happen. So what do you do? Do you run and find a hole and hide away? No, let me tell you what he wants the church to do. He wants the church to stand up and stand tall and keep preaching the gospel and keep winning souls. Amen. And keep living the life and keep walking in holiness. Amen. 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 A chapter later from this, uh, amen, in 2 Timothy 4 and 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust uh, shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, uh, and they shall turn away their ears uh, from the truth and shall be turned to fables. So if that's what the whole world is going to do, if nobody wants to hear the word of God, amen, I'm just going to go home because I've been so mistreated. Amen. I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to cry. The Bible says no. It says, but watch thou in all things endure affliction. And it says, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of my ministry in the words. You just keep on, keep it on. Listen to me, GVPC, in the face of the end time, what we've got to do is keep on, keep it on. Oh, God. Even men and seducers are going to watch worse and worse. I've never seen a time in my life in the history of mankind, I don't think it is, amen, when evil is spread throughout the land. I don't think there's ever been a time when perversion and filth and garbage has moved through our land. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for the rain. I'm going to stand for the gospel. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to preach what's right. I'm going to preach what's holy. I'm going to do the work of an evangelist. I'm going to make full proof of my ministry. I'm going to do everything. Second Peter says this. I'm going to tell you what, this doesn't sound like the church needs to run as high. No, sir. This doesn't church sound like the church needs to find a hiding hole. Remember old Saddam Hussein? What, what was that thing they called this place? A spider hole. Amen. He ran it. He got in a spider hole. I think old Muammar Gaddafi, he found something like that. You know what happened to him? They found him. And they drug him out. And, uh, and they, they killed him. I was talking to a friend the other day, a couple days ago, and uh, he lives in Bakersfield area, somewhere over there. Uh, Lancaster, I guess, is Palmdale, Lancaster. He was talking about what if things go south, really go south? What if everything goes south? He said, are we going to be able to hide? I said, oh, maybe. I know some pretty good places. <laughs> He says, they'll find you anyway. Amen. They can use all kinds of stuff that they can find you. So, instead of trusting in the arm of flesh, Come on, 
How about we just trust in the power of the Holy Ghost? I doesn't say that we don't need to. I, I, I believe it's a good idea we're talking about canning and so that's all good. Get some food, put it back, do all that kind of stuff, everything like that. That's fun. Well, we come right down to it. That's right. Trust in God. Because I feel this way. And, and here's something you gotta watch out. This is a church. Something you gotta watch out for. When we look at the world around us and we look at what is going on. We look at the political things that are happening. We look at the, how the academia has been taken over, not just by some sort of weird liberal, but by these hard left goofballs, man. I mean, these, these folks, I, I don't know where these people came from. I don't know what planet they came from. The things they want to do, the way they want to change our, our children and change uh, the country is just mind-blowing. Amen. How in the world, would, who, who in the world would have thought that in 2022, almost 2023, that, that there would be there would be hospitals that uh, not going to that do things to people, to do things to children, horrible mutilation to children because of a ignorant political agenda. Who would have thought that the perversions? that we see in our country, in our world today, would have even been thought of a few years ago. And yet here they are. Amen. I, I, uh, Jesus said, said Sodom's going to rise up in judgment. I mean, the, the people of Sodom are going to look at you and say, whoa! Because they would have repented. Amen. I, I've got a feeling Sodom was bad, but I've got a feeling that some of the sodomites of that day would look at our society and they'd go, what in the world are those people doing? And we look at these things and we look at these situations and we as the people of God, we are not the majority. Oh, there's going to be great multitudes that stand before the throne. We know that. We know the truth. Millions and millions, but we're not the majority. There's eight billion people on the earth. Amen. Many of them are good people who want to do right, but there's tremendous amounts of people in our society that, that are just that, 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 that they are filled with the filthiness of the world. Amen. You walk down the streets almost anywhere you go. I, I am blown away when I go down to places like downtown LA and I see what has happened. Amen. Amen. They said, they said, just give me an idea. They said in the last year, they have stopped, not the stuff that went through, but they have stopped enough fentanyl from coming into the United States, enough fentanyl to kill every American seven times over. Yes. <clears throat> and what they stopped is nothing compared to what has come through. Last year, there were 71,000 people <clears throat> that died of overdose, of opiate, opiates or, or whatever overdose. This year, that was 70,000 people. This year, there have been 100, and, or last year, the year before, I don't know. The last number was 107,000. It went up almost 40,000 because of this stuff coming in. And we look at this. <clears throat> Amen. We, we think, what? What are we to do? Oh, Lord, this is so bad. 
Amen. We're, we're going to find, the Bible says, amen, live righteously, will suffer persecution. We're going to see the day come and already are where those that live righteously are going to be attacked on every angle. So what do we do? Do we hide? Amen. Do we find a compound? No, here's what we do. We preach the gospel. We live souls. We stand tall. Don't let the pressure of an evil world change the way you live and the way you walk and the things you do. Just because they do it doesn't mean you have to go to live for God. Preach the truth. Do the work of an evangelist and I feel very strongly that these last days, instead of being a time, amen, of just running for our life, are going to be a time, amen, where the church is going to stand forth and it's going to shine. Oh, pastor, it's so dark for the Nate. It's so dark. Amen. Everything is dark. They preach down on Main Street. That's great. Let me tell you something. You should, when I grew up, amen, on Main Street, amen, it was mostly shops. And there was Pennies and Gambles and Sears and Rascos. And, and, and there was, there was uh, Strauss Rites down the road. And, and there was, uh, there was uh, uh, I can't remember the name, there was the, the lunch counter there. And there was the... Uh, there was the, the, the different uh, soda fountains up and down the street. It was a wholesome atmosphere except for a couple of bars and, and the rec hall. Amen. Did your dad let you go to the rec hall, sisters? No. My dad wouldn't let us go to the rec hall either. You remember that, don't you? <laughs> Amen. They said they had the best burgers in town. <laughs> but I never got to eat one because dad was probably sisters. Oh, we won't even ask you anything. Amen. Amen. And so, y'all remember this stuff. Most of y'all don't remember this stuff. Brother Rick, that, Brother Rick's been in the ring hall. That was a long time ago. I don't even know what the ring hall was like, but Dad wouldn't let us go there. Amen. But, I mean, but it was different. Now you go, there's tattoo shops and there's smoke shops and there's all kinds of stuff. And it seems to be getting more and more of this counterculture stuff that, that is no longer counterculture. Right. You remember when that kind of stuff was counterculture? Yes. Remember when that was the kind of stuff that you looked at kind of sideways? Now most people look at us kind of sideways because we don't look like that. Uh, amen. amen. And so it's all changed. It's all it's all turned around. We can look at that and say, society's changing. It's leaving us behind. Y'all know what it is. But you know, there's going to come a day when the trumpet blows. We'll leave them behind. Yes. Come on. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. You know, if I have a choice between one or the other, if I have a choice between society and all their garbage leaving me behind in their mind or me going up in the rapture and leaving this whole world behind, I think I'll take the second one. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said this, beloved. Remember you the words which are spoken. 
before the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers of the last time. Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves. Centrals. Central. Having not the Spirit. But then it said, but ye. <clears throat> building yourselves on the most holy thing. Praying. Oh, come on church. I want you to know something. Yes. If there's ever a time. And you hear me right now. If there's ever a time that this church needs to learn how to pray, it's right now. Everything, all this stuff I talk about, I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to do the work of an evangelist. I'm going to, I'm going to do my, uh, I'm going to show what I'm supposed to be. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to walk in truth. I'm going to walk in righteousness. And all of that is just words and blowing smoke unless you learn how to pray. Amen. All of that is nothing unless we pray. I can stand up here and preach about doing this and preach about evangelizing, preach about living right, and all of that. But if this church doesn't pray, you can throw it all out of the window. He said, pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, help us. Well, I pray. No, you don't pray enough. Well, I pray a lot. You still don't pray enough. Pray without ceasing. Right. Amen. Oh God, help us. Jesus. I want to make it to heaven more than anything else. He should pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of the in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to preach a lot longer. Thessalonians says, let no, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means. But that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. But we are bound to give thanks to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, belief in the truth. Wherefore he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. You have been chosen. You have been called. Stand fast. Hold on to truth. Amen. He said in Hebrews, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a, as a matter of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as we see the day approaching. We know that there's going to be some. Not all, but we know there's going to be some that depart from the faith. But Paul told us, be ye not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. Amen. And here's what Jesus said. He said there shall be signs. Luke 21 and 25. In the sun, in the moon, in the stars, upon the earth, distressing nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves warring, roaring men's hearts, failing them for fear and for looking after the things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and they shall see, then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great, with power and great glory. And Jesus said,
redemption draws from. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something right now. The church that goes up in the rapture is not going to be a beaten down church. The church that goes up in the rapture, the end time church, is not going to be a church that is running scared. The end time church is not going to be a church that is hiding in a hole somewhere. It's not going to be a church that is soiled by the things of the world. First John, or excuse me, Revelation 12 and 11. Um, let me back up. Ephesians 5 and 27 says that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. Not a beaten down. Not a soul church, but a holy and glorious church. Revelation 12 11 says, And they overcome, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. First John 4 4 says, Ye are God, little children, and have uncovered, overcame them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.